0: Welcome everybody, there's the psychology student here today. We're talking about changing behavior. Let me ask you something. Have you ever tried to change someone's behavior? Maybe a friend, maybe a spouse, a parent, a colleague, a classmate. And how did that go? When they were, let's say, engaging in something that you knew was not good for them. Maybe they didn't exercise as much. Maybe they weren't as compassionate as they could have been. How did you go about getting them to change this behavior? Did you tell them? so-and-so, stop doing this. Did you try to convince someone that what they're doing is unhealthy? Like, let's say someone's having some fried chicken and you look at them and you go, do you know how unhealthy that is? And if you have done that, what was the response like? Was it what you hoped it would be? If you're like me and my friends, generally when we try to change someone's behavior or when we try to change the way someone thinks or even a certain habit that someone engages in we have to be careful that we don't force someone to do something that they're not ready to do so when we're talking about stages of behavior change here are a couple that i want you to become very familiar with pre-contemplation contemplation preparation action and maintenance So this is a theory behind the change of behavior, which essentially says, look, depending on what position you are in, depending on where you're in mentally, it's going to dictate how much of a change you're going to want to make. So for example, if we start at the very, very bottom, which is pre-contemplation, pre-contemplation represents the place mentally where an individual is not even aware of the problem. So they don't even know that there's something wrong. This is when there's an individual who doesn't work out at all, has a very sedentary lifestyle. All they do is sit home, watch movies, watch TV. They're sitting on the couch and they don't see a problem with that. Okay. Second stage is called contemplation. This is where that individual is still sitting on the couch, but now they're thinking about, oh, well, you know, maybe I'm sitting here. Maybe it's not the most healthy. Maybe I could go out for a walk. Maybe I could get one of those indoor bikes, put it in front of my TV, and I could pedal while I watch TV. Like, hmm, like yeah, I I could do something like that. Um, That'd be nice, I bet I'd feel better, maybe I'd lose a little bit of weight, there'd be a little less pressure on my joints, I can maybe strengthen my heart so I'm not out of breath when I go up a set of stairs, right, that's contemplation. Next up we have preparation. So preparation is, you know there's a problem, You've thought about different reasons why it's a problem and how you could make it better. Now it's specifically thinking about how you would take action. So you start thinking, okay, well, I'm taking in the sedentary lifestyle. How can I start to branch away? What if I could take one day a week where I go out on a walk? Okay, what would that look like? How long would this walk be? Would I measure this walk by distance completed or by time? Like a 10-minute walk or a one-kilometer or whatever, one-mile walk? How do I do this? How do I keep track of this? Right? So now you want to turn it into a concrete plan. That's why it's called the preparation stage. The next stage after preparation stage is called the action stage. This is where you implement that plan that you've created for yourself. This is where you actually go on that walk. So preparation is creating the plan. Action is implementing it, actually doing it, following through with it, which leads us to the last stage, which is called maintenance. And maintenance is just working to sustain that behavior. It's easy to engage in action once or twice or even five times. But to maintain it over weeks, over months, even over years, that's where it gets difficult. So, here's a couple of things that are really important to know. When an individual is not in the correct stage of change and we meet them at a different one, there will be resistance. For example, if someone's in the pre contemplation stage of change, meaning they don't even recognize there's a problem. It would be strange or if I was to approach that person and say, hey, dude, you really have to change this lifestyle. All you do is sit on your butt and watch TV. In their mind, there isn't a problem. So they might be shocked. They will definitely resist. and other well, it's not a problem to me or I never thought of it as a problem. So if someone's in that lowest point of the state, it's very hard to get someone to change. Extremely hard. Not only that, they might dig their heels in and they'll push back the other way. No, there's nothing wrong with what I'm doing. Mind your own business. I'm perfectly happy the way I am. I'm sure you've met a lot of people who are in the contemplation stage. Hey man, you should finally move. Or hey man, you should finally make this decision. Or do this, or do that, or do that, or do this. And they say, yeah, you know what, I've thought about it. It sounds really great, but I don't know, I just... I, I don't have the time or you know that sounds really neat that sounds really interesting yeah I definitely want to I just um, yeah I, I don't know when I don't know when I'm going to do it so this is an individual who's now entertaining this idea of whatever change it is whether it's eating clean exercising more asking for a promotion getting with the girl of his dreams leaving the girl who he's not so happy with whatever it may be but he's not actually intending to make a plan of action. They're just kind of thinking about doing it. Hey, dude, you should take a class in salsa dancing. It sounds fun. sounds like you might like it. Oh, yeah, that's interesting. Never thinks about it again. So whatever you talk to someone, and there's certain behavior that you find they're unhappy with, it's an interesting psychological experiment for yourself to try to think about what stage a person is in. If you talk to people around December time, Okay, here's a question for you. And they say, yeah, in the new year, January 1st, i am going to start going to the gym three times a week. I'm going to eat clean. I'm only going to go to McDonald's once a week. They start giving all this to folks. What stage of change are they in? Which one is it? Is it pre-contemplation, contemplation, preparation, action, or maintenance? If you thought preparation, you are correct. Absolutely. So now it's just waiting, being ready to start. And obviously, the action is they're already doing the thing, they're engaging in that behavior that they wanna change or that they, they wanna see changed. One of the ways that we can help guide people with their knowing or largely without them knowing throughout the stages of change is what we like to call change talk or the opposite of that being sustained talk. I'll give you an example. One day, me and you were sitting down, and you go, Daniel, I gotta stop eating so many french fries. And I'd look at you and go, why? Why do you wanna stay? Why do you stop eating french fries? And you go, man, I, just, I eat them so much, and they're so heavy, and, and um, it just makes my stomach sick, and I feel tired and sluggish afterwards. And then I'd respond with, look, every a lot of people love french fries. I love french fries. I don't know anyone else who's trying to quit. So why are you trying to quit? In other words, we're gonna be a dumb detective, all right? You know that french fries, whatever, every day are unhealthy for you. You know that sitting on your butt on the couch every single day without exercise is unhealthy for you. The key here is, rather than me spouting the knowledge of what you should do or why this is harmful and why that would be better, I want that individual to say it themselves. So this person says, look, I, should stop. I shouldn't stop. I should drink as much Coke as I do. And then you go, well, why not? What's wrong with drinking Coke? You go, well, I mean, I'm, you know, it's bad for my teeth and and it's bad for my, my stomach and digestion and it gives me acne and the dog does all this stuff and the sugar rush and insulin and blah, blah, blah. And then you go, well, look, dude, lots of people drink Coke and they're not quitting. So I don't, like, I don't know. what. Like, what's the big deal about, like, why would you want to quit Coke? Doesn't it taste delicious? And you're getting them to argue the other side to go look i know it tastes delicious but i've gone to my excuse me my dentist a bunch and he says i gotta get another filling in and blah and this and that and i'm trying to lose some weight and having a can of coke every day is only making it harder so now what they've engaged in is change talk talk which starts to mo- motivate this person to engage in these ideas of change what would change look like and then you can ask them you can say okay well you wait do you want to Just never drink Coke again? Do you want to cut down? Like, what does that look like for you? You know, maybe they say, well, I'd like to go from drinking one can of pop every single day, seven days a week, to, and most people will do this, they'll go to the extreme, to drinking zero cans of pop in in a week. Drinking one can every month. And by the way, that's not for a lot, not for everyone, but a lot of people, they make, the goal is too big too soon, and that's why they fail. And they feel like a failure and they're like, I can't do it. So they go back to the habit. So if you're ever putting goals for yourself, I would always advise go easier. If you're drinking seven cans of pop a day, if you can go down to three or four, excuse me, seven cans of pop a week, if you can go down to three or four cans a week, that's incredible. That's awesome. Like you're cutting it by 50%. That's a huge deal. You don't have to go from seven to zero. But regardless, you get this individual to talk about this change rather than what we do. Right? Well, what what do other people do normally we reverse it we start talking about the change we say you got to stop drinking cop, pop because it's going to do this to you it's going to do this to your teeth it's going to do this to your body it's going to do this to your, your weight loss and what do they say they dig their heels in and they're going to say yeah I know but so all of a sudden the conversation changes from Daniel believes I should do this to I think I should do this And when people reach an idea themselves, without thinking that it was someone else's idea, the chances that they will execute on that, they will take that idea, run with it, make a preparation, make a plan of action, and actually follow through is much higher. Much, 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 much higher. So look, folks, I'm a man of uh, pragmatism. I'm a man of practicality. This means when you're talking to your friends, when you're talking to your family members, I want you to think about these stages of change. And it could be for whatever. It could be with your supervisor, it could be with a colleague, it could be with a friend. And you ask them, hey, when are you finally gonna implement this new plan at work? Is it going to be what what do you mean? There is no problem. Then you gotta think, oh okay, that was pre-contemplation. Like, yeah, actually, yeah, I've got the whole plan set up. This is how we're gonna do it, this is how we're gonna do this is how we're doing. Hopefully we'll start on Monday. Oh, okay, they're in preparation stage. Oh, you're already doing it? you you've already you're doing the thing? You've done it? Okay action. Excellent. Oh, not only have you done it once, you've done it a few times and you're still continuing to do it. Okay. You're in the maintenance stage. And when you understand that, you don't rush people to where they want to get. Folks, if you're in a level, if you're in a lesson, could be whatever, salsa dancing, could be swimming, could be lacrosse. One of the worst things we can do for an individual is put them in a level that they are not ready to be in. If you are a martial artist, one of the worst things we could do to you is give you a belt that you are not ready to carry. If you're a black belt and you are losing to every other black belt, it's gonna crush your soul. It's gonna hurt your confidence. It's gonna hurt your, your, your ability to move forward. We want individuals to, to be challenged, but we do not want them to struggle. Because then comes discouragement, then comes resistance, and people are gonna push back. That's why if you take anything away from this, let it be this. It's really, really important that we meet people where they're at. It's really, really important that we meet people where we're at. If you're in the preparation stage or you meet someone in the preparation stage, start talking about ideas of how to change. Oh, okay, have you thought about this? Have you thought about this? Have you thought about doing it this way? What do you think about this? But if you meet someone in the contemplation stage, and they're having these ideas, but they haven't made a concrete plan. You gotta think, well, they're not in a place right now where they're willing to make that change. Imagine you're a counselor and a client comes to see you, and they would like to like my always thoughts always go to health and fitness because it's such a it's such a relevant one, it's such a common one. And when I say lose weight, folks, I don't just mean we want to get as slim as possible. I usually think we want to go to the gym, we want to do some strength training, we want to start eating healthier. And there's a lot of people who have excessive weight, meaning weight that does not serve um, a practical function, especially if you look at it from like an athlete perspective, like whether it's swimming, whether it's running, whether it's weightlifting. So naturally, when you start eating a little bit more clean, you're going to lose a little bit of weight. It's normal. So you take an individual who is in this place, and if we're meeting them where they're at, if you're a if there's a client who comes and sees you and you're the counselor, when they say, look, this is what I'm thinking about doing, right? because they've shown up to a counselor, which which tells you something, right? They hopefully want to change something. All of a sudden, three weeks go by and it takes them very long to make a plan. And when they do make a plan with you, kind of after the three-week period, they're delaying taking action. One month has gone by, they're seeing this counselor, and they're not acting on the plan of which they've created. So you kind of sit there and go, like, what's going on here? And unfortunately, it's the case where counselors are going to see individuals who show up who want to make a change or so they think they want to make a change, but they're not ready to. Having those burgers and fries and pizzas or sitting on the couch watching TV trumps their desire to make a lifestyle change, to change something in their lives, to go a different way. And because of that, a lot of people who go to counseling, they say, oh, counseling doesn't work. Counseling didn't work, it didn't do anything. Well, what did you want it to do? I can't pick up a controller and control you. I can't force you to the gym. I can't force you to eat differently. Right, maybe you show up to the counselor's office because you're in the contemplation stage. You know there's things that you could be doing that would make your life stratospherically better, but you're not in a place where you're willing to sacrifice the things necessary in order to make that a reality. And because of that, we face stagnation. And rather than saying, I'm not ready to change, or I don't want to change, we blame it on the counselor, right? We blame it on the third party. Oh, you just didn't do your job well enough. You didn't coach me well enough. You didn't force me out the door. Folks, it starts with accountability, and it starts with responsibility. So if we want to change, we want to keep in mind those stages of behavior change when we're moving forward, not just for other people, but also for ourselves. We can reflect within and go, what is a habit that I've wanted to change that I haven't for a very long time? What is a habit that I've wanted to do? Maybe you don't floss every day. Maybe you'd like to play your instrument a little bit more. Maybe you'd like to see your friends a little bit more. Whatever it is, sit there and think about, oh, what stage of change am I in for this behavior? And you can learn a lot about yourself, you can learn about other people and you can learn a lot more about the world. Thank you very much for listening. Take care of yourselves. Bye bye.